Hot, hot, hot. Bring the heat. And now, your host, Pat Rulo. Welcome to Speak Up Talk Radio. This program gets behind the environmental, social, political, educational, spiritual, and health decisions that affect our lives and futures, yet are not always determined by us, but rather by politics, business, and other self-interest groups. Investigative in nature, we go where mainstream stops. As a leader in the healthcare and patient safety world, I now expose current and relevant harms and charms that either endanger or improve our health, our freedom, our privacy, and our sanity. Most of us simply don't have time to pay attention to decisions that are being made on our behalf, decisions made by people who may have less than altruistic motives. And often we don't speak up because we are not aware. Well, this program changes that by being the voice for informed choice. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo. So happy that we're together once again. And as usual, I have lots to share today. So let's get started, shall we? Well, today I am going to share a recent episode I aired for one of my other radio programs called 11 Cats Radio. As many of you might know, I have been rescued by 13 cats and have officially been attuned in the healing practice of Reiki for cats. I was blessed with a few little ones who had serious medical issues, and I found that I had the patience and the communication abilities to help heal them. So even though I spent my entire childhood and most of my adult life with extreme cat allergies, suddenly when these little creatures arrived on my deck several years ago, the allergies disappeared and Now I'm a full-fledged cat advocate, or advocat, as I call it. Well, anyway, the reason I'm going to share this recent topic with you about the health hazards surrounding the use of flea collars is because of the ease with which pet parents mindlessly and blindly accept and willingly purchase flea collars. And that is because we are programmed to accept that which routinely becomes common and accepted. No one thinks or asks questions. If a vet suggests a flea collar, it must be safe. Everyone would not be using them if it weren't safe. Think of cell phones. Think of the pill-popping society we've become, and the list goes on and on. For example, when we are exposed to enough drug ads, which, by the way, are exceeding the limit of sanity on television, well, then it all becomes normal. I know, it wouldn't be me if I didn't digress. Swelling of legs, hands and feet, fever, muscle pain, unusual bruising, dizziness, blurry vision, rash, hives, blisters, nervous system and blood disorders, lymphoma, swollen tongue, dry mouth, weight gain, inability to fight infections, nausea, diarrhea, constipation, depression, dehydration, suicidal thoughts, and, oh, death. Oh, and I love this one. Don't take mazaripiquone if you're allergic to mazaripiquone. And I always yell at the TV, how in the beep would anyone know if they were allergic to mazaripiquone until they took it and suffered the side effects? Well, anyway, get this. Studies show that that crazy list of side effects actually enhances credibility. It's counterintuitive, but everything in our research suggests that hearing about the risks 
increases consumers' belief in the advertising, said Jeff Rothstein, the chief executive officer of Cult Health, an ad agency that specializes in healthcare. What is seemingly a negative to people who don't have a condition or a disease is a positive to people who suffer from it because they're thinking, well, of course it has side effects. It's fighting a really serious illness. They'll say, I'm in a life and death situation and I want a drug that's really strong. I expect there to be risks to get the rewards. Wow. Sorry. Just had to share that bit of intel. Anyway, my point is, whether it's flea collars, pharmaceutical drugs, whatever, once we become conditioned, or maybe I should say anesthetized, to big industry marketing, we happily succumb and purchase the horrific products like good little sheeple. So today it's about flea collars, but it's really not just about flea collars. It's about our blind acceptance of products pushed by often some quite nefarious companies which you will hear about in a moment. So you don't have to have a dog or a cat or any type of a pet to get the point of my message. So here it is, 11 Cats Radio. Welcome to 11 Cats Radio. Have you ever wondered how a cat's perception of the world might differ from your own? Well, put your cat glasses on and find out what cats want you to know as we explore their world through their eyes. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo, a healthcare and patient advocate for people and an advocate, not only for my cats, but for you and yours and for cats everywhere. Enjoy the next few minutes with us where we believe that a cat is not just a cat. Flea collars. When people ask me about flea collars, or actually any other question that pertains to their cat, I always answer the question as if they were asking about themselves, or perhaps their little child. Should I use a flea collar on my cat? What I hear is, should I use a flea collar on my child? If I wouldn't use something or feed something to my child, then I wouldn't use it or feed it to my cat. Ah, it's just a cat. Uh, to me, a cat is not just a cat. And the reason I'm thinking about flea collars today is because someone recently suggested that people put essential oils on cats or cat collars to keep fleas away. Well, this kind of shook me up because when it comes to cats, I personally would stay away from essential oils. And that sounds strange because I have an essential oil line that I promote for people. And the reason why I suggest not using it for cats is because cats lack a specific liver enzyme that would allow them to metabolize the chemical constituents in essential oils. So certain oils, actually most oils, and high concentrations can cause liver damage and consequently death in your cat because their liver cannot handle it. And I don't think that's what people have in mind when all they want to do is avoid fleas. Couple this dangerous suggestion of dropping essential oils on cats or their collars with the use of typical flea collars, and my mind goes back to some of the cats I've cared for at my no-cage 
Cats in on the Chagrin. It's where we have a home away from home for people who are taking vacations, going to the hospital or rehab or nursing homes and need a place for their cats that is safe, happy, and of course, cage-free. And just by the way, you can find out more at the website catsinonthechagrin.com. That's cats in, I-N-N, like a hotel. Cats in on the Chagrin, and it's C-H-A-G-R-I-N, Chagrin, which is a river right behind my house. Cats in on the Chagrin.com. Well, sometimes people bring their cats to me with the pesticide-laden plastic flea collars on their cats, and I always ask to have them removed prior to their staying here. And right now, I am going to tell you why. Why? This is not a safe practice for you, your family, the health of your home, and most importantly, the well-being of your cat. Now, the way flea collars work is either to emit a toxic gas that kills or repels fleas, or to release a substance that dissolves and spreads throughout the fatty layers of the animal's skin, your cat's skin, so that fleas are killed anywhere on the animal's body. Now, just hearing that sentence, I ask, would you do this to your child? There is a specific collar I've recently had the displeasure to encounter, and it's called Soresto, and it's made by Bayer, a company whom I do not particularly care for. And because I'm known to digress, but I always come back, let me do that now, because here's what you need to know just briefly about the company Bayer, and I have talked about this first one in the past on one of my radio shows, Speak Up and Stay Alive, Speak Up Talk Radio. Heroin. Bayer, founded in Germany in 1863, and prior to its famous launch of aspirin, the company, Bayer, sold heroin, marketed as a cough cure, claiming that it was not addictive, until people realized that it was. Nice, right? Then, during World War II, Bayer was part of a consortium called IG Farben that made the Zyklon P pesticide used in Adolf Hitler's gas chambers. Need I say anything more about this company? Oh, but yes, I will. How about Agent Orange? In St. Louis, Missouri, in 1901, Bayer set out to make saccharin. Well, there's another health gem, right? But by the 1940s, it was producing farm-oriented chemicals, including the herbicide 2,4-D, which, combined with another dangerous chemical, was used to make the notorious Vietnam War-era defoliant, Agent Orange. Really? I mean, what kind of company does this? Then, on September 5th, 2018, Bayer proudly announced that it had successfully completed the $63 billion, yes, you heard me right, $63 billion acquisition of Monsanto. And yes, you heard me right, the company known for its glyphosate-based weed killer Roundup used to genetically engineer most of the corn you eat, soybeans, the cotton clothing you wear, and so much more. But because of the $289 million fine that Monsanto received in August this year for allegedly causing cancer in a groundskeeper, the market is fearing that there are more fines on the way. So hoping to ditch Monsanto's poisonous reputation, Bayer has said it plans to drop the company's name from its products. Whew. 
So when I see a cat and dog flea collar made by Bayer, now you know why I cringe. All right, let's get back to cats. So how does the Soresto flea collar for cats work? And this goes for dogs as well. According to the Bayer slash Soresto website, they say the Soresto collar works with a unique polymer matrix of two active ingredients, which spread from the site of direct contact over the skin surface of your cat from head to toe, even the tail. The ingredient, and I don't know how to pronounce this, imidacloprid, who knows? They say it's been used in products for years to control flea infestations. Whoa, now how flawed is that? So what, it's been used for years? Well, that means absolutely nothing. And by the way, by years, it's only been since 1995. And I want to talk about a web page from the National Pesticide Information Center when it comes to this imidacloprid insecticide. They say chemicals may get on the skin, get into the eyes, be inhaled, or be eaten. This can happen if someone handles a pesticide or a pet recently treated with a product and does not wash their hands before eating. This insecticide can last for months or years in the soil and is very toxic to honeybees and other beneficial insects. And we all know that when people toss out their cat or their dog's flea collar, they just toss it in the trash rather than safely dispose like a hazmat product. So it's easy to see how it gets into our soil and water and is killing the very insects that we need to pollinate our food. Unless, of course, we don't need insects to pollinate or cross-pollinate Roundup genetically modified plants. Well, now next, Soresto lists the next ingredient, flumethrin, and they say it effectively repels and kills ticks. They say flumethrin works together with imidacloprid to provide dual action against fleas and ticks. No other product has this combination of ingredients. Well, so what? No one other than Bayer could probably get away with it. Oh, and that's right, actually, because I have sitting here right next to me from the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation, dated October 17, 2012, the actual Soresto Cat and Dog Flea Collar application that states, and this is from the New York State Department of Environmental Conservation, it states, and I quote, on an acute basis, flumethrin was moderately toxic to laboratory animals by the oral, dermal, and inhalation routes of exposure. The EPA waived the requirement for acute toxicity studies since they are collars impregnated with the active ingredients. Unquote. Now, the rest of this page goes on to talk about all of the side effects from studies that they do have based on these chemicals. Yet, the State Department at the very end cites the fact that Bayer conducted its own studies. So now, all is cool with the state. So the state finds that this never-before-used synthetic chemical is moderately toxic via dermal routes of exposure, but further studies are waived, and based on Bayer's very own studies, the green light is given. Well, I don't know about you, but this doesn't make me feel inclined to expose my cat 24-7 for eight months. Who wants to be petting a pet that is continually bathed in these toxic chemicals? Now, who would know any of this unless one spent an inordinate amount of time, like I did, to find out? So here's a list of reasons why it's important to stop using flea collars on your pet right this very second. That's right. Go find your pet and remove that collar pronto. 
and then go scrub your hands and dispose of that product like hazmat. So here's why. From the Soresto Flea Collar product information, which by the way, they offer on their website as a teeny tiny link. It's not even colored so that you know that it's a link uh, clickable. And once opened, it can't be copied. So if you want to copy the information, you can't copy and paste. You have to go back and forth and write each word down, which I did here. What they say, as with any pesticide product, do not allow small children to play with the collar or put them in their mouth. Avoid contact with eyes, skin, and clothing. Wash thoroughly with soap and water after fitting the collar, and a lot more, but you get the idea. Do you know how many children are going to touch and play with that collar? Are they really going to rush to wash their hands? Flea collar manufacturers include warnings on the products to avoid exposure and to wash your hands thoroughly after handling the collars. Research has shown these measures are not enough to limit exposure. Studies have shown that after just three days, residue from the collars on pet fur exceeded acceptable EPA exposure levels for children. Did you hear that? Studies have shown that after just three days, residue from the collars on pet fur exceeded acceptable EPA exposure levels for children. Even after two weeks, 75% of pets still have unsafe level of toxins. A first-of-its-kind study by the NRDC shows that high levels of pesticide residue can remain on a dog or cat's fur for weeks after a flea collar is put on an animal. Residue levels produced by some flea collars are so high that they pose a risk of cancer and damage to the neurological system of children up to 1,000 times higher than the EPA's acceptable levels. Based on what we know about the EPA, who knows what these levels are or what they really mean. The study says that we found that residue from two pesticides used in flea collars were high enough to pose a risk to both children and adults who play with their pets. It was also discovered that flea collar toxins are readily transferable, moving easily from a pet to furniture, children's toys, and even directly to humans. And how is this for flawed thinking? Or is it perhaps to protect the industry rather than the consumer? The EPA's risk assessment for pet products assume that all toddlers, children aged one through six years, weigh 33 pounds have contact with only one treated pet per day for no more than one hour per day and would never put anything in their mouths other than their fingers. The EPA's assumptions don't apply to many or even most children and therefore don't protect them. For example, more than 90% of one-year-olds weigh less than 25 pounds and therefore receive a larger relative dose of pesticide than the EPA's 33-pound typical child. Many families have more than one pet, and you would reasonably expect that they would treat all their household pets for fleas at the same time. Many children spend hours each day with their pets or even sleep with them. That's right, roll that collar around your bed sheet and blankets, blankets that seldom get washed, or a child's favorite stuffed animal that goes everywhere, cross-contaminating everything it comes in contact with. And any parent will tell you that toddlers put more than just fingers in their mouth. Oh, my. 
Now, thankfully, there are many pet-safe, family-safe options when managing and preventing flea infestations. For years now, and mind you, I have 13 cats, three of whom are outside all of the time, four who are in and out, we've never had fleas. I routinely wipe my guys and gals down with a half-and-half half mixture of apple cider vinegar and water. I simply soak a washcloth in the solution and wipe down the cats. Obviously, avoid their eyes, of course, and it's as simple as that. So when you do this, be sure to get their backs, their bellies, arms, and legs, too. The bonus is when they lick themselves, they ingest the healing benefits of raw apple cider vinegar. I use the Bragg's brand with the mother, the one with the thick little things hanging in the bottom of it. Looks like it's gone bad, but no, that's the healthy mother that's in the organic apple cider vinegar. I use Bragg's and I've never had a flea. I also brush them often and I wash pet bedding weekly. Regular washing your pet's bedding is essential to preventing flea infestation. Use hot water and add some apple cider vinegar. Regular vacuuming helps as well as caring for your lawn and garden using non-toxic weed deterrents. If your cats are outside, keep your yard clutter-free and trimmed, grass, shrubbery, and that will help prevent fleas from making a home in your yard. So the bottom line is there really is no need to poison your pet or your family to keep fleas at bay. And perhaps if the public really knew about the nefarious background of the companies that make these poisonous products and the love affair between the government entities such as the EPA and big business, we wouldn't just run to the nearest pet store in a tizzy and grab anything to get rid of a flea. So I hope when it comes to all things cat or dog, take action as if you were tending to your little child. After hearing about flea collars today, would you put one around your little son or daughter or grandchild's neck? to wear day in and day out with no escape and constant exposure? I'm sure you answered a resounding no. Well then please, don't force it on your sweet little companion. You and your pet will be much healthier. So there you have it. Not only the very real health dangers of flea collars, but a comment on conformity, herd behavior. We live in a complex world. We use the decisions of others as a mental shortcut to navigate our lives. And advertisers inform us that a product is the fastest growing or the best selling. And they don't even have to persuade us that the product is good, but only the need to say that others think so because popular is good. Following the crowd allows us to function in a complicated environment. Most of us do not have the time to increase our knowledge of all the merchandise and research every advertised item just to measure its usefulness and its safety. Instead, we rely on signals like popularity. If everyone else is buying something, the reasoning goes, there is a good chance the item is worth our attention. Well, today I'm asking that you not only ditch the flea collar, but let's work to ditch the conformist tendency. Today the flea collar, tomorrow the world. Listen to Pat Rulo and Speak Up Radio. To learn more, go to speakupandstayalive.com. That's speakupandstayalive.com. 
It's cold outside, and it will be for months. The experts at BNK Heating and Cooling have provided the residential and commercial properties of Greater Cleveland with excellent heating services since 2000. They're highly trained and qualified to work on all types of heating systems in your home or business. They handle full system upgrades and overhauls, services, repairs, and installations. And their focus on customer satisfaction and quality work have made BNK Heating and Cooling Northeastern Ohio's favorite choice for heat and air conditioning services. They're my heating people, and they can be yours too. Call Bill at 216-210-2529 and stay toasty this winter. That's 216-210-2529 and tell them I sent you. Alrighty, it looks like our time together is through, but just for now, until we meet again, be sure to visit a few of my websites for some thoughtful last-minute holiday gifts. Lots of very cool, fun, and healthy solutions to health issues using my organic essential oil blends that you can find at the website zappenzen.com. That is Z-A-P-N-Z-E-N.com. Zap, the letter N, zen.com zappenzen.com and as always be sure to visit speakupandstayalive.com speakupandstayalive.com all spelled out to share a copy of my hospital and healthcare survival book called Speak Up and Stay Alive or you can order both the essential oils and the book by calling me at 440-725-5462 that is 440-725-5462 All right, till next week, I hope you have a healthy and a happy week, free from flea collars and crowd mentality. I am Pat Rulo, and I am the voice for informed choice.